You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome to Strange Familiars. How are you doing tonight, Allison? Doing well. On tonight's show, we will be talking with Emily, who's got a bunch of stories to share with us. She first contacted me because, guess what she saw, Allison? Bigfoot? Another one of our regulars. Flannel Man. Yeah, she had a Flannel Man experience, didn't know it was a thing, was watching a video on YouTube. Somebody was talking about seeing a Flannel Man, or a man in flannel, (laughs) and mentioned Strange Familiars. And she said she stopped the video and went, like, wait a minute, this is a thing? And then she listened to some of our Flannel Man episodes and contacted us. And I got her stories, but she also has seen Bigfoot. She's got some experience with aliens. She's seen this, what she called a Jersey Devil, but it sounds like these gargoyle sightings, a couple of which have been reported in Pennsylvania before. And she talks about this area, might be a window area, up where she used to live in the Poconos, I believe. She called it Witch Road, where a bunch of stuff happened there. So, very excited about that. More Pennsylvania. Yes, although she's not in Pennsylvania currently. Before we get to Emily, I'd just like to remind everybody about our Patreon, patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. If you want to help support the show and get extra content, become a patron at Patreon. Our patrons get two full extra shows a month. Those are exclusive to our patrons. You get access to our Discord, you get the almost ad-free weekly shows, and more. 
You can check out all the options at Patreon, patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. For those that purchased my Department of Truth cover, we still have copies, by the way. Still have plenty of copies of those. If you want to get a signed copy of my variant cover for Department of Truth number 15, we still have copies of those. But the guys at Riverbend secured what's called sketch covers of another issue of Department of Truth. They're blank covers meant for artists, you know, to draw original covers on. So I will be doing some of these sketch covers and we'll make sets of those. The sketch cover, you get my Department of Truth cover together. We'll be selling those through our Etsy and Riverbend. We'll have those as well. I just need to do the artwork. (laughs) That seems to be the snafu in selling them immediately. (laughs) Exactly. I'll get some done soon. And then they pertain to that particular issue or just the, the, the theme of the issues at large? Or? The theme of Department of Truth is general conspiracy and paranormal stuff. So anything I'm just you do to, is just going <laughs> to... Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do anything specific to that theme, I don't think, of that issue. But I'm going to do, you know, maybe a Mothman or Bigfoot, you know, anything like that. Mm-hmm. You never know. You never know what I'll come up with. <laughs> so there'll be kind of original sketch covers. Keep an eye out for those at our Etsy shop and at Riverbend, riverbendcomics.com. All right, let's go ahead and talk with Emily. Tonight we're talking with Emily, who has what sounds like a Flannel Man account. And I know, Emily, you said there's some backstory that goes with it. So... How long ago did this stuff start? Um, well, actually, it started since I was little. I've had strange encounters throughout my entire life. I just moved out to Utah about two years ago. And, you know, Utah is kind of a hot spot with paranormal activity. And just about like a month ago, I mean, like little things happen here and there that, you know, I kind of like shrug off. I'm like okay, that happened. I'm, I'm like kind of like desensitized to things now because it's happened throughout my entire life. So, and my parents, you know, I've, I've been told like growing up, like don't entertain these things. We don't believe in that. They're not like super religious or anything, but they just were very, especially my mom, <laughs> which shout out to my mom. Cause here I go. Uh, <laughs> she'd always be like, she'd always be like, don't talk about these things to other people or you're going to sound you know, they're going to think you're nuts. Right. Um, so don't don't repeat anything that you just told me. We were talking a little bit before I hit record, and, and I was telling you a lot of people want to change their name and, and be anonymous or, you know, whatever the case. And the number one right. reason is I don't want to sound crazy. That's, you know, the number one reason they do that. So, yeah, that, that's yeah. a very common thing. Yeah. And so, so she's very, like, closed off, but she's had experiences herself throughout her life that she just, it, it scares her. And I think it scares. I think it scares a lot of people. And you know that it's to me, it's intriguing. I find it very intriguing, and it's it's part of who I am. So I just kind of embrace it throughout the years. And I'm just like, okay, you know, did that really happen? And I kind of, I'm like very logical in my approach to everything because I'm like, okay, was it a dream-induced hallucination? Which is what I'm going to get to in in a minute here um, with my flannel man experience because. Once again, you know, I kind of chalked it up to, oh, okay, well, I woke up and I saw this thing. I try to be as logical as I can, but but something, some things you just can't explain. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of have to accept them or not accept them, depending on if you're open to it or not. For me, you know, I, I'm always like, 
accepting, but I always question myself <laughs> and my sanity. But there's so much out there that we don't even know about. And it's so interesting. Like, uh, I don't know if you follow David Politis on the Missing 411. Sure, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very stuff. aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. So there's like um, a bunch of stuff going on in like the national parks. And I always, you know, for the last, I want to say since like 2017, I've been listening to all of the Missing 411 stuff. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, I wouldn't have been aware. Like, all of the things that have happened to me out in the woods, I wouldn't even know that that was like an ongoing, like, occurrence, like a, like a familiar thing with, with so many people. You know, with the woods being quiet, like eerily quiet and stuff, that that's how you know that something's wrong. And just all, all the, if you look into the missing 411, uh, it, it, I go down the rabbit hole. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a crazy subject. But anyway, fast forward. So, well, uh, I'm, I'm going to stop you there because when you say okay. stuff's been happening since childhood, I, I at least need a general idea. Like, are we talking oh, ghost okay. stuff or, or more of these sort of hypnagogic sleep things? Okay. Or, or what are we talking about? All different kinds of stuff. So um, paranormal, like seeing spirits. Um, I've had, and actually, I actually forgot about this uh, until a few years ago when my friend reminded me. I somehow blocked the memory until she brought it up, and it all came flooding back. I had a Bigfoot encounter. Oh, boy. All right. I need to hear about that. I know you've been listening to the podcast just a little while, but I've written, I don't know how many books on Bigfoot. So Bigfoot awesome. is, is my favorite aspect of all this stuff. So can we talk about the Bigfoot encounter? <laughs> sure. So uh, this was back in 2004, I believe. So we were camping. She lived, she moved away when we were in sixth grade and she moved to Colorado. So every summer, you know, I would either go over there to Colorado from Pennsylvania or she would come and visit me in PA. That summer we happened to go camping and I think it was the Rocky Mountain National Park, if I'm not mistaken. I have to double check with her. It was either Rocky Mountain or, oh, I'm spacing the name of the park. But anyway, so we were camping with her dad and her stepsister and her brother and like just basically her whole family. You know, we set up camp. We're having fun. Everyone goes in into their tents to bed. All of a sudden, you know, I don't know what time of the morning it was. It was definitely like three or four in the morning very early my friend and I wake up to this blood-curdling scream of a couple and they're saying no no and we're like what the hell so we go out of our out of our tents and we're looking across the lake because it was it was um we were camped out like right around this lake bed area so we can't see anything but we can hear these people like screaming and we hear what seems to be like big boulders being thrown at them. And we just couldn't pinpoint which direction it was coming from. We just knew that people were in danger and something was going on. Mm -hmm. And we were so freaked out. Um, and I remember like just scanning the area. I was like, where is this coming from? Why is it? It was like echoing uh, like around like the water and just the whole area. So we couldn't pinpoint, but from, what I saw through the corner of my eye was this tall, dark shadow. She saw it too. And we were like, we, we got to get out. We got to go in the tent. We got to, let's just go. We didn't, we didn't witness this. Like, let's just go to sleep. And I remember huddling up 
with this huge SpongeBob pillow that she had and just like rocking ourselves to sleep like, oh my God, what is happening? Hmm. Um, I don't know why we didn't go and wake anyone up and I can't believe no one else heard it because the next morning we asked her dad, we were like, did anyone hear those people? And they're like, no. And we're like, how did no one else hear this? Like, we were so scared. And I blocked that memory out until she mentioned it just a few years ago. I was wow. like, oh, my gosh. How did I forget? After all, like, out of all the things in my life that have happened, all the strange occurrences, that's, like, the one thing that I, I just blocked out completely. And it almost seemed like it was, like, a movie. Like, I remember thinking, like, does someone have – but this was, like, back in 2004, so the iPhone wasn't even out. Like, there wasn't even – I don't even think that there was really any way to have like a movie projector or anything like that out. But yeah, I remember thinking like, am I like witnessing like a movie? Like it was just so weird. And uh, the terror, like the, the dread that we both felt, it was just so traumatic. And I guess I, I blocked that out. Out of, out of all the weird stuff, I, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, wow. So I've noticed this because we do a lot of investigations in the woods and we capture a lot of strange sounds and then we, we play them back. And what can be very, very intense sounds, uh, I'm, I'm thinking particularly one time I was, we were in an area where people had had Bigfoot encounters and stuff and it was, you know, around midnight or something. And I was walking down this forest road and something right ahead of me wow. uh, broke a tree in half. And I, I mean, oh like, like a six or eight inch diameter tree. And it, it, it wasn't an old rotten tree. It was, it sounded like a cannon going off. It was absolutely oh terrifying. And it sounded like it was maybe 50 yards away from me at the most. It just huge, just bang, scared the heck out of me at, you know, expletives flew out of my mouth. And, and, but I thought, ah, oh, I got that on tape. That'll be great for the podcast. I can't wait to play that back and, and hear it. And you put, listen back and it's, it's barely anything on the recording. So yeah. the difference between someone screaming in a movie and someone screaming in, in real life is, is absolutely, uh, you know, you can tell the difference. It's the, the best way to put it, I think, is uh, the difference at being like at a live rock concert and then hearing a recording of that same yeah. live rock concert. It's never going to be as immediate and as you know, uh, the same, you know, the, right. the, the amount of information. So I, I don't think uh, it was someone playing a movie or something. You heard the screaming and thought it was that. Yeah, I think I just wanted to believe that that it was that it was that, and what we were witnessing wasn't wasn't real because it it just didn't seem real. It seemed like we like woke up into like a nightmare or something. It was just so bizarre. And the and, detail you gave where other people wouldn't wake up—that's not terribly unusual either. We found uh, I've had a number really? of accounts. Yeah, not only with Sasquatch but with UFOs and and other things as well, where certain people just can't can't wake up. When you say you saw this like black shadow. How close to you was it? Um, I want to say it was it was about. I'm really bad with measurements here, but I I want to say it was about like half a football field away. Okay. And so whatever that is, um, and I could just tell it was this huge shadow, and it was just a shadow. That that's all I remember seeing is just a black shadow. Yeah, that's not terribly unusual either. We we get a lot of reports of these things being what people call blacker than black. You know, just just a black form. It was huge. It was huge, and I knew it wasn't. So I knew it wasn't a bear. Do you think it was possible, like, it was whatever it was was on your side of the lake, throwing things towards people on the other side of the lake? Yes, either that or this theory just came to me about a year ago, after like learning about all the missing four one one stuff. I'm thinking, like, what if what if it was like look, trying to lure us 
mm. out into the open to see if we would come out and be like, oh, my God, we got to help these people. And then, you know, I, I like to think Bigfoot. I, I think there's good big big feet. And then I think there's, you know, bad ones, too, just like anything else. But for all I know, I mean, maybe it was trying to lure us out since we were the only ones that heard it. Mm-hmm. And it was just it was such a I just remember we were like we were just kids. We were like 13 and we were just rocking back and forth in the tent, just trying to go back to sleep. And I just remember she had this huge SpongeBob pillow and like the, the memory just flooding back. It was like, wow, how did I block that out of all the, of all the things in my life? Hmm. You know, I, I think I would think that I would remember that one, but, but yeah, like, so when I just rediscovered that memory, wow, just, you know, within the last few years and I was just, I'm like, Oh my God. There often seems to be aspects with the Bigfoot encounters that are just a little off, a little strange to suggest that there's something more going on than just an undiscovered ape, you know, uh, something a right. little bit odder about it. And, you know, when, when you say, like, just nobody else woke up, nobody else heard it, it's just, it's just, you know, just a little, you know, maybe, it's possible, they could have just not heard it, certainly. But, you know, it's one of those things that makes you just go, uh, I don't know, there's something weird about it. Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah. And um, apparently it bothered her for, for a long time that she did research and try to find, you know, Bigfoot sightings in the area. She tried to find if, like, anyone got, like, murdered in the area because, I mean, the people, like, the screams we heard, it was just so, oh, my God, it was just so bad. Yeah, she said that she did research and she couldn't find anything. Wow. And now we were we were kids. You know, we still, we had computers then. But, yeah, she she tried to, to look into it. Apparently, she remembered this and just decided to bring it up a few years ago. I'm like, dude, you're reminding me of this now. I, I, I just can't believe it. And, uh, and I can't believe I forgot it. Mm-hmm. This is stuff that you were experiencing from a very young age, like the general paranormal <laughs> stuff. I'm, I mean, yep. Um, I've seen like, like orbs. I've seen, you know, just, just weird. Uh, in fact, um, I like to talk about the Pleiadians. They're a Nordic alien race from the Pleiades star system because I, I had an encounter when I was younger of these blonde haired beings appearing at my bed and I actually discovered them and in, in, or rediscovered them in high school I should say when I came across Barbara Marciniak's uh, Family of Light, Bringers of the Dawn and Earth, the Keys to the Living Library and she's a channeler, she channels the Pleiadians but all the stuff that she was talking about really resonated with me and I had all these like memories of as a kid just being visited. It happened a, a few times, and I don't really remember recall a lot. Just that I felt that they were like part of where I came from. Um, so I, I really resonate with them. And uh, so these are generally pleasant experiences. Yes, and <laughs> and then uh, I actually a few days after the flannel man encounter, I had what I believe was my first gray experience and it's really funny because i carry around (laughs) i carry around uh a gray alien backpack all the time it's kind of funny because i'm like i'm a strong believer i like there's no way we're the only ones out here and i had never seen at least from what i can recall i know i I had never seen a gray until just a few days ago And and I wasn't afraid, but it was just it was just very strange. I'm like, of course this happens now, and then my logical mind goes into, okay, once again this is just you know me creating this because I I'm like listening to all the stuff now and and every like the flannel man and all the stuff is on my mind, 
but it, it was bizarre and that that followed i'll get into that after uh, yeah that's I, interesting I talk I, about the <laughs> i i have the a uh, uh contentious relationship with the grace so <laughs> that's, that's really yeah i'm not a fan it's a whole other long story that my listeners have heard a number of times the most recent encounter i had with him was was okay but in, in my past it's been very contentious very uh oh. like i felt like uh i had no agency in what was going on so i was very unpleased oh jeez so that's why I, w I was kind of uh, interested in when you talk about these other accounts that you, you say are, you know, kind of pleasant, or at least, you know, generally pleasant, as, as far as you recall, are they bringing information to you? Or are they just uh, like, like, what is the purpose for the visits? Do you think, you know, I, I know, in, in some ways, like, we don't know, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but... I, I think in a way, it's kind of like, uh, observing. Mm -hmm. And I think also, because I am an artist. I, I kind of feel like I'm I'm susceptible to, you know, I, I'm open. I'm kind of like an open channel to these things. So so maybe it was more of like, hey, we're gonna, you know, send you this information, and then it'll come to you at a later time. Because I mean, I I think the last time I was visited by them was, two thousand and two. So I mean, it, it's been a really long time, but. Um, but yeah, I just when I discovered them online, I was like, "Wow, this is so familiar! Like I've seen these before. Like these these beings appeared around my bed and just kind of like stood there. And it was just like kind of I didn't feel threatened. I didn't. I I actually thought that they were angels. That's pretty much what I could recall from from that experience with what I believe are are Nordic uh, extraterrestrials. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. I'm interested in the whole phenomena. I don't, you know, I don't know if I can, it just in my mind, I don't know if I can sign off from them being uh, interplanetary, but definitely other, you know, like, like they're, they're from somewhere else. I just don't know if it's yeah. another planet, you know, uh, it might be dimensional. It might be just something that we don't even have a clue about, but uh, it, yeah, it's very, very interesting. And then just throughout the years, just because uh, I'm a certified Reiki practitioner as well. Um, but before I got my Reiki attunement and even found out about Reiki, I was like making these like energy balls. And in high school, I had a witness, <laughs> my my high school sweetheart actually witnessed me making these energy balls in the night. And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just like doing something. I, and I, I couldn't really like tell you what I was doing. I just making these like energy balls. And he was actually able to see it. And he was like, it's gold now it's turning green now it's turning purple like what are you doing and he was kind of freaked out but it was really fascinating because I didn't even know what I was doing I was just kind of like you know just moving energy around I guess and when I looked it up online I discovered that there's something called Reiki and it's like healing of the hands and you use energy the universal energy and so then I got into that because I was like well maybe like this is part that maybe this is what I was doing, but yeah, just, just strange, just strange stuff like that. I've seen, uh, what I believe are cryptids. Um, like, uh, I think I might've seen the Jersey devil really? one, one, one night when I was driving, there's this road, this windy road by my parents' house. And so I was this just is, like, this is back in Pennsylvania. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. This is, this is back in PA. And this is just, I'll just mention this really briefly, but I was driving my car, you know, I want to say like 12 o'clock in the morning, just going home. And uh, all of a sudden I see these like huge wings. I was like, that is a big ass bird. And then as I'm like looking, 
I'm like, wait a minute. It kind of looks like a bat, but it can't be a bat because bats are small. It was this huge thing, and, and it kind of looked like a gargoyle. And um, it was right, it was right along, going along the windy road by my parents' house, and I told my mom, I think I know why um, my nephew's having nightmares because my sister and, and her kids were living there at the time. And I was like, I think I know why they're having nightmares because there's this like gargoyle thing by the house. And then of course she she goes into her, oh, you're you're full of it. Right. right. <laughs> but I'm like, I saw what I saw, and I actually call that road the Witch Road because um, I've seen so many weird things on, along that road throughout the years that I'm just like, what's it going to be this time? Mm. <laughs> sort of thing, you know. Do you remember Just, what year this was, the gargoyle thing? The gargoyle thing happened in October of 2019. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I just remember, and I didn't think to, like, look into sightings, like, if other people had spotted it, but it was huge, and I was like, there's no way in hell this is, like, a normal thing. As I was, like, doing some research, I was like, you know what? It kind of looked looked like this photo of the Jersey devil. Maybe that's what it was, or it was kind of, I wanted to say it was a Thunderbird, but it seemed like it was strange. It, the way that it looked from what, from the angle that I saw, it was not, it wasn't a bird. It was something else. So this was in the air when you saw it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. there, there have been other, and people described them as gargoyle uh, sightings in Pennsylvania. Um, really? Oh Yeah. Yeah, Lancaster, there was one. Stan Gordon has a report of one in western Pennsylvania, I believe. And oh, out. we've had a number of what people are describing as Mothman. I don't, you know, I don't know if it's the same thing or not, but along uh, the Conewago Creek here in uh, York County so, uh, that people have seen you know, these big, big thing with membranous wings. You know, there's these like really big right. entity, you know, man-like, but with big membranous wings. Yeah, that's so bizarre because um, I feel like hardly anything, although along that road, that's like where I'm, I mostly had my my sightings along with just around my house. But yeah, other than that, I'm like Northeast PA, like I feel like not a lot of activity goes on there. As far as I knew, I was very like open about it with like the local people there and no one really knew what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no one really did, or or they didn't want to admit because they didn't want to, you know, th think that they were they were crazy. But I'm I'm very open about it, and I, I don't care if people think I, I'm nuts because I know I'm nuts. <laughs> but well, but so but so is you know, but so is this realm that we're in, and it, it's very interesting. Yeah, very interesting stuff. There's something about this that's it's part of the human experience. I don't know exactly why. Maybe it's just there to tell us, hey, there's something more you know, just the, the so-called physical reality. Or maybe there's something else to it. You know, I'd, if I could figure that out, you know, I'd, I'd crack the code. But <laughs> it's definitely part of the human experience. I mean, people have been talking about this forever. Turned right. in, you know, our ancestors turned it into what we call now folklore. But they're talking yep. about the same things. It behaves the same way, the things they're talking about in these folklore stories. They behave the exactly. same way. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's really, really interesting. So what else did you see on this witch road? <laughs> I have seen what I believe was a witch on a broom. This was around like, you know, dusk. And I was like, what the hell was that? At first I thought it was a huge bird. And then I was like, no, it, it looked more like a human. And I was like, 
there's no way in hell that's a witch. Because I have to question myself with these things. You know, I'm just like, did I really see that? Did that really happen? Um, and it happened more than once. And I remember telling my boyfriend at the time about it. And he's like, he's like, okay. Right. You know, that, that's like the typical answer. Like, okay. And I was like, no, I've seen gnomes on this road. I've seen, I don't even know what the hell you want to call it. What are those uh, night crawler things? Um, like where it's like... It, it looks like a ghost with with like like a head with like legs. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I've seen just all kinds of just weird stuff that I, I can't even. I don't even know what the hell it would be. <laughs> like a like a wolf. Um, like a. I've seen a black panther, which apparently there's like. It was like really rare to see those in in Pennsylvania. Well, yeah, like... I mean, technically, supposedly, according to science, there are not melanistic cougars. There, you know, melanistic mountain lions don't exist. There's tons of reports of them, though. I swear, and I might be remembering it correctly. I swear, someone showed me a picture of one in Pennsylvania, but I I could be wrong about that. Well, I saw a black panther twice. I saw one walking along that road, and then I saw one. At my elementary school, it was just like walking right in the. We were having gym class outside on the blacktop, and in the parking lot, we could see this huge black cat. Uh, I believe it was a panther. Um, it was it was huge. Now I was a I was a kid. I was you know in I think kindergarten or first grade. So a big cat might look like a, a panther, but the fact that I saw it again years later, right. you know, as an adult, I'm like okay. There's either something to that or, you know, there's there, there's either like a panther around here or, you know, I'm just seeing some stuff like, <laughs> like yeah. usual. I, I mean, I'd lay money on it being an, an anomalous thing, but, you know, that's, you know, this, yeah, yeah, I'm the host of Strange Familiar, so you know, I, I tend to lean <laughs> yes. that way. Right. Wow, that's interesting. So did you live on this road or did you just travel it frequently? I, I traveled it frequently because it was right by my house. But then mm-hmm. after a while, I had... A couple of weird things that that happened um, uh, late at night that I was like, you know what? If I ever broke down on this road, <laughs> there's like right. no cell phone reception, and I was like, I am not about to, you know, encounter some weird stuff. So for for a long time, I didn't take that road at night because I was scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that that was uh, that was pretty much it. And uh, I've I've seen, you know, UFOs or what I believe were UFOs. And that's, you know, on a, on a bridge actually in, uh, in like the, the Delaware water gap area in Pennsylvania, my friends and I, back in high school, we were just, you know, hanging out, looking at, at the lookout. All of a sudden we see this like weird light in the sky that was changing all different kinds of colors and then kind of zigzagged off into the distance. And we're like, what the hell was that? And just kind of laughed about it. But then, it kind of like stuck with me afterward. I was like, I kind of feel weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of made me feel a little strange and I, I couldn't, you know, and then I was like, well, maybe I'm just like psyching myself out or something. Yeah. And just seeing orbs and stuff like a golden, there was this one golden orb that I saw floating near my bedroom when I was just hanging out in the driveway at my parents' house. And uh, I see this golden orb go into my room and I'm just like, what? is that and at first i thought it was like the neighbor's light like i thought it was the neighbor's neighbor's porch light from where i was standing mm-hmm. and then i was like no there's no way that's the, that's the porch light and then it, it started moving and i was like oh my gosh 
that's not a drone, that's not, you know, I don't know what that is, and it, it just, like, whoop, went into my, my childhood bedroom Could in the you corner of the house. make an estimate on the size, like, you know, a softball, beach ball in that range? Yeah, it was about the size of a grapefruit. Okay, yeah. And it was really bright. It was, I, I thought it was a porch light. Mm -hmm. That's, like, the same color and everything. But it wasn't, and it was floating, and I'm, I went back in the, I went in the house because I was house-sitting for my parents that day, that, that night. And uh, went back in the house to see if I could see or feel anything, and I didn't. And I burned some sage and everything, too, and just kind of cleared the energy just in case. Because I, I always burn sage and Palo Santo and everything. And, yeah, I, I didn't see anything, but it went in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, I wonder what that is. Yeah, I'd be uh, curious of, uh, you know, see if other things happen there but uh, you know these the orbs and i've seen a number of i guess they're orbs mystery lights uh, unexplainable lights and mm -hmm. uh, they're always very really curious to me mm -hmm. you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator So you move out west. Yes. Was this for just a change of scenery or a job? Yeah, just just kind of everything. You know, mm -hmm. uh, COVID hit. I had a free schedule, and I was like, you know what? I've always loved Utah. I've been, you know, out here, you know, a handful of times visiting and whatnot. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to wing it, see if I like it, and got a place, and I haven't moved back. I, I visit PA frequently. I'm, I'm there, you know, quarterly. Mm-hmm to visit my parents, but it's just so, I resonate with the mountains here so much. Um, and the energy here is awesome. And we just, I don't know. I just, I feel really connected and how do I describe this? Um, I, I felt like I was being divinely guided out here, I guess you could say. So I just kind of followed my, my instincts and just went out and I love it here. That's awesome. Yeah. And, did, and the, the, did the weird stuff immediately follow you or did it take a while to catch up to you? Well, it's really funny because my my landlord lives on site and she lives in the in like this like separate garage. It's like detached. And we have cameras all around the house. And she will occasionally catch things on the camera and uh, and tell me about it. Or I'll be, you know, having like you know, some weird stuff happening on my end. And then like a couple of days later when I, when I run into her or whatever, you know, she'll be like, did you feel that last night? Or she'll say something that like confirms what I'm feeling or experiencing. So it, it's, it's really bizarre. But she, she said when I first moved into the house that she noticed some act, like some more activity happening on, on the cameras with like orbs and different 
she described it kind of like smoke. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that what that is, but she said she just noticed the you know just more the the sensors. It's like a motion sensor, so the the camera kept picking up stuff just randomly. That's been happening pretty much the whole time I've been here. Along with a few months ago, I had woken up, and this was like at, at, actually at the end of April, I had woken up horizontally in my bed. <laughs> And I'm usually like a really sound sleeper, and I pretty much sleep in one place. I don't toss and turn. Um, I'm just I'm I sleep very. I get a lot of you know good rest and everything. And I like wake up like diagonally and like horizontally in the bed, like with my legs facing the window. And I'm like, what the hell? And I couldn't remember my dream, but like I knew that I had some bizarre dreams. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is this is really out of the ordinary for me to be waking up like this. And the first thought that came to my mind, and I kind of like made a, a joke with myself. I was like, did I get abducted or something? <laughs> right. <laughs> but then, then a, a, a day or two later, actually it was two days later, I run into my landlord on the property. And she's like, hey, I meant to tell you, uh, about two nights ago, I heard this noise outside, and I thought it was a helicopter, but it wasn't a helicopter. And I don't know what it was. She was like, but I, it was like this buzzing sound. So I went outside to check it out, and she's like, I look up, and it's really cloudy, so I couldn't see anything. She's like, but from the shape of the, the way the clouds were, she's like, I sh you not, there was a UFO above the garage. Mm. And that's the direction that my legs were facing oh, toward wow. the window. Yeah, and, and, and that's when I was like, get out. I was like, I woke up in a really strange position. <laughs> and I was like, and, and that never happens. And, and the fact that she had witnessed that and went outside and she said, I didn't feel scared. I didn't feel threatened. She's like, I just felt like something was there. And she's like, I'm, I'm not one to just, because she's not really, she's like really spiritual and everything, but she doesn't really talk about like aliens and UFOs and stuff. And we never really had a discussion about aliens or UFOs. Mm -hmm. and, and she decided to bring it up then. And I was just like, you've got to be shitting me. Mm. And it was right after that that I started having these bizarre dreams that I couldn't remember. And I always remember my dreams. And... I just knew that I was having these odd dreams. I kept waking up like in sweat or I'd wake up with like my heart racing and I'm like, what is going on? Like there, there's some, there's something strange happening on the property. And you know, she would text me here and there like, Hey, did you feel that last night? I kind of felt, you know, some strange energy. She's sensitive to energy too. And, and I'm just like, okay, that's the confirmation that, you know, I, I was, looking for because I don't I don't usually like reach out and, and talk to her about this stuff she's usually the one reaching out to me mm -hmm. about this stuff so it was really interesting um, to see that and you know to have someone on on the property you know experiencing very similar just strangeness right. so so then fast forward to a week ago I'm laying in my bed and I don't think I was dreaming but I heard this noise and I thought, okay, someone's breaking into my bedroom. I sleep with my door closed and locked. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, like someone's breaking in. And I wake up and I, the noise carried over into my waking life. Mm-hmm. And I feel somebody staring at me. So I was like, oh God. <laughs> and I open my eyes and standing in the doorway, I see this tall shadow figure. Couldn't make out the face, but he was wearing a flannel. Mm. A flannel, and I, I, there was no color. I just knew it was plaid. Um, he was wearing what I believe was a was a baseball cap, but it was it happened so quick. You know, I want to say like like three seconds, three right. to five seconds maybe, mm-hmm. that he just like kind of fizzled out. But my very first reaction was, I caught you now. Mm. Because so much, I've been feeling like I've been being visited um, in my sleep, like for the last month, and I can't remember my dreams. Right, right. <laughs> so I'm just like trying to get to the bottom of it. Like, you know, how come I'm not remembering my dreams? I know they're very strange dreams, and I can't remember them. And I feel like you know something is coming into my room at night, and then the confirmation with my landlord and everything too. So I'm just like, I see this thing in the doorway, and I'm like. I caught you now, you know, now you're busted. <laughs> and and the vibe that I got from this thing was like she sees me. Right. Like I'm 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 caught. And then followed by you know this like I was startled. I was startled out of my sleep. So, you know, I I was a little a little scared too mm-hmm. because sure. I yeah. I just I woke up and I see this thing in in the in the doorway. And then I you know, just chalked it up to okay, this was a sleep-induced, ap- you know, apparition. It's fine, you know. It's uh, I'm just gonna go back to sleep. And I talked myself down a little bit. I just went back to sleep. And then uh, the next day, you know, and this happened at 3:25 in the morning because I looked at the clock. So that's the witching hour. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just like, you know, of course, <laughs> of course, you know. So I go, I go back to sleep, and I, I'm thinking about it throughout the day but it didn't really like bother me so much like he didn't I didn't get like a, a bad vibe mm-hmm. necessarily he was just he was just there you know like I didn't feel like I was being you know like in, in harm's way or anything like that like I just I just felt like uh, yeah like I, I was just being observed or something mm-hmm. like he was just there fast forward to that night which was last week the 22nd uh later that night i'm on youtube as usual just like you know there's a lot of you know yosemite national park missing persons cases like going through my feed and everything because i follow david politis and uh, some other videos popped up and this one was talking about yosemite national park and this uh group of kids that experienced like eight minutes into it the guy talks about how these kids experienced this guy in a flannel in the woods oh, wow. uh, calling after calling after the girl's name. And then he proceeded to go on about, he mentioned your podcast, uh, Strange Familiars, and how, you know, there's this flannel man phenomenon. So I paused it right there. I was like, get the hell out. This is a phenomenon? Okay, I got to look into this. So I listened to, it, it brought me to episode 90 of your podcast and I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to I need to write these guys because <laughs> this is just too too just like strange of a coincidence and I don't believe in coincidences at mm-hmm. all. Yeah, me either. So yeah, so I was just like, you know, what are the odds that 
this video pops up in my feed. Eight minutes into it, you know, I'm thinking it's just going to be on, you know, the National Park thing. Eight minutes into it, mentions this flannel man, <laughs> which takes me to your podcast, which talks about the, the strange flannel man phenomenon. And, uh, you know, right the night after I had this encounter. So I, I'm just like, this is all connected. I love how, you know, you and I are, are both from, from Pennsylvania and I've had a lot of strange encounters in our lives. So I feel like it's all kind of like connected too in that way. Yeah. I don't know how deep a dive you did on our flannel man stuff, but did you come across how it kind of became a thing for us? I don't think episode 90 really talked about okay, that. Yeah, but it pro I, probably doesn't because it, it, it started early on in the podcast. Oh, okay. And so what had happened was, you know, years ago, late 90s, at this point, I've had these gray encounters and I've only told one person. I, I told, it was my girlfriend then, she's my wife now. I've, I've told her about it mm -hmm. and no one else because back in the 90s, you tell somebody about this stuff and they're like, oh, did you get probed, you know, and all this, you know, horrible, stupid questions like that. You right. know, so I just hadn't told anybody, but we were hanging out with a friend and it was like one of those things where you're just up all night talking and, you know, gets into the early morning hours and you're talking about, you know, deeper and deeper stuff and weirder stuff comes up. And, and so I told the story about these grays that had visited me. And he was the second person I'd ever told, other than my wife. Well, we go back to my wife's parents' house that night. So it's the second person I've ever told this story, that night. And we're sleeping in her, what was her childhood bedroom. And she wakes up screaming. She wakes me up screaming. I never saw anything. I didn't see anything. And, you know, of course, her parents come running in, like, what's wrong, what's wrong? And what she had seen was a, a guy in a flannel shirt who looked like a lumberjack. And she's, she mm. said he looked so much like a lumberjack that she doesn't actually remember if he was holding an axe or if she just kind of in her memory put an axe in his hands because he looked like a lumberjack. Right. He's a big bearded guy. But right. the thing that she said, which kind of reminds me a lot of your encounter, was he looked like he was caught. He looked like surprised, like, oh, she can see me. Mm. So it and she screamed. She said it wasn't because she she thought he was going to attack us or anything. It was just like he shouldn't be there, right? There just shouldn't be right. a, a dude. There shouldn't have been a dude at our feet, basically. Exactly. And that's basically why she screamed. But she said he didn't look like angry. He didn't look like he was going to attack us or anything. He looked surprised, like caught. And I talked about that on the podcast, and then all of a sudden we started getting people. It's like, wait, I've seen this guy too, or someone like him. I mean, it's not always the same guy. People describe him differently. Sometimes right. wearing a hat, sometimes he's thin, sometimes he's short, sometimes he's tall. It's a group of entities, I guess, or I don't know. But the flannel or the, the checkered shirt is the, the thing that connects all these things. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it's very similar to your account. So when you're describing this, I'm like, yeah. And I've had a number since, a number of people with like very similar accounts. It's, you know, they wake up and then it's just there. And then yeah. it doesn't necessarily seem to be nefarious, but it seems like, oh, you caught me. You know, you, you, you weren't supposed to yeah. see me. Yeah. And, and I'm wondering, like this thought crossed my mind too. Like w was I seeing like somebody like astral projecting possibly? Mm -hmm. Like can you can you see people doing that? Like, he didn't look see-through or anything like that. He, it, it was just a shadow, but the thing that really stuck out was the flannel. And it, it, it's really funny because I was telling my friend about it, 
in the day, I was like, yeah, and I saw this guy in, in a flannel, and they laughed. They're like, he was wearing a flannel. I'm like, yeah, like that's like I don't know what color it was, but that is what like really stuck out to me was like this big baggy flannel that he had on, like mm-hmm. over his shirt or something. And then, funny enough, because I've had Pleiadian or what I believe are Nordic Pleiadian encounters throughout the years, but I had never had a gray encounter that I can remember anyway. And a uh, couple days, just a couple days ago, I I woke up and I I look to my to my right and I'm laying in bed I'm on my side <laughs> and and I'm looking and I see just just a second just a split second I see this tall gray alien big black eyes and and he was wearing a, a black hoodie <laughs> that's, that's... <laughs> I don't I don't know why no, I don't know it's... I, I know it sounds funny. No, I've, I the, the the last time I saw them uh, again, I've, my listeners have heard it, so I won't go into it too much. But they were dressed in like almost uh, there was more than I'd ever seen. Usually, it's three of them. This time, there was I couldn't count, and it was in a it was in a small room. It was like I was like, how are they all fitting in here? You know, it's like well, these just weird, <laughs> and they were dressed like if you can imagine, sort of uh, sort of Native American ritual gear like with breastplates and stuff and and uh, collars and 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 feathers but none of it looked natural it was all like day glow so it's all looked like it came out of like a you know 1980s <laughs> glam rock video or something it was the most <laughs> ridiculous thing and of course they start they started dancing around then it, it, it was yeah it was absolutely silly so there does there can be an element of like what like almost ridiculousness to this. So when you say he was wearing a hoodie, it just I'm like, yeah, of course, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, like like a like a black long sleeve hoodie yeah, and uh, that, yeah, and and just like kind of just like towering over me. Hmm. And so you and, saw uh, one of the tall ones. It wasn't a, a short little one. No, unless he was like kneeling, he mm-hmm. could have been like like kneeling because the I was facing right, which which is the direction of the window, and and I have a queen size bed, so like there's there was room on the bed, but since he was so close to me he was like standing through the bed. It mm. seemed like either through the bed or kneeling to like, you know, like, like tall kneeling. Like, mm-hmm. so that way he was like towering over me, like on his knees, but I, I don't know, but it was just like a, a, like a split second. And I had, I had no choice but to laugh. I was like, uh, you know, of course, <laughs> of course this happens now, you know, after I reach out to you, um, you know, after I experienced the whole thing and after all the stuff that's been going on, on the property and uh it's just it's just really funny i was like did i create that in my mind you know was that just you know once again what i believe was like a dream induced hallucination or is there something to it and i I believe there's something to it it's interesting because as as we take all these you know i I feel like we need a better name for than flannel man for these things but uh, it's a good shorthand term everybody knows what we're talking about when we say flannel man so yeah as, as i take all these flannel man reports you know, I try to like, what are they? What are they doing? What's the purpose of it? Short answer, I don't know. But one of the theories I have is that is it a like a herald of other supernatural events happening because so many people have had other things happen around it as well. Right. That I wonder. Now, my wife didn't. That seemed to be like an isolated uh, instance for her. But other people, you know, uh, numerous other people I've talked to have, have you know had this amongst other things happening. So you know, it's, it's one of the ideas I wonder. Like, is it like a I don't know. It seems to be above my pay grade, but I'm very interested. I, I want to, you know, I want to know. I want to know what these things are. 
So I, yeah. I wasn't terribly surprised when you're like, yeah, I had this gray thing after it. Like, eh, that's, that kind of checks. Yeah, it's just, it's bizarre. Like the, the events like leading up to it, you know, just the, the dreams, like I've been feeling like, you know, like I've been visiting, visited in the night and then boom, I wake up, there's someone standing in the doorway, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, okay, you know, <laughs> what's next? <laughs> so the, you seem like you're, I'll just say in a better place with the quote unquote abduction thing than, than I am or ever have been. So if you found out that you know, so you know, you you wake up in the wrong position in the bed, and then you know, you see this gray thing. If you found out that there has been, you know, quote unquote abduction, whatever that means, and I, you know, I think probably it's happening out of body. I'm guessing, like I really don't think I, I've ever been put on a spaceship and taken anywhere. You know, what I mean, I think this is an, an out of body experience. But again, right. I, I, I don't know. But let's say it's happening in whatever form it happens. You seem like you're you're almost okay with this or, or just taking it in stride? Like what are your feelings about that? I guess if, if you find out that you are being visited and this abduction stuff is on the menu here. I mean, as long as I'm okay, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, like physically, spiritually and mentally, I mean, I, I feel like I'm very mentally stable and mentally strong. Like I could pretty much like handle anything that comes my way. But like I said, blocking out that memory of the Bigfoot, Mm-hmm. encounter that I that I had with my best friend like years years and years ago you know it's just like what other things have I blocked out right right you know and something so simple like that it was just like well maybe there's more stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure there is and uh you know and and I'm open I, I don't think I'd want to do like any kind of hypnosis or anything like right. that yeah. but, but I am as long as like you know I, like I, I told you know a couple people about the the gray encounter that I that I had shortly after this experience and they were like check your body for marks and I'm like why <laughs> and they're like just do it and so I did and, and I didn't have any marks or anything like that so um I I don't know I'm, I'm pretty open and I'm pretty vocal about it so you know I think as long as I'm okay and I'm not being like I don't end up like a missing 411 case. Right, yeah. Where yeah. it's just like some bizarre case like where, you know, I'm here one day and then boom, just no trace. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't want to disappear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I I don't mind the visitations as long as they're not doing any harm to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. So Yeah, I, much- that last encounter I described if they were all like that, I'd be fine with it, but I've had some just very like I said very kind of contentious ones where I, I did. I don't know what was being done to me, but I wasn't happy about it. That's the only thing you know I can tell. Mm. And felt very, uh, like I said, like I had no agency in it, and that that part upset me. Uh, right. Wow, that is super interesting. <laughs> and uh, you know, I don't want to make any predictions, but I have a feeling that you will continue to experience things going forward. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm totally open to it. Like I said, but. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, I would love to keep in, in touch. And, um, Please do. And thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I didn't really expect to get into the whole, you know, other cryptid stuff, but I'm glad I did. Oh, yeah. It's not unusual, I find, for the, the reason most of my interviews end up being whole shows with people and not just short little segments is – <laughs> it's. I think back, like in in the eighties and stuff, it was like the idea that uh, like they they didn't want p- 
people to these multiple experiencers because it it cast doubt. Like if somebody saw a UFO and they were like, "Well, but I've also seen Bigfoot and had a ghost and everything else," but I think they they felt like it cast doubt on the UFO sighting. Then you know what I mean? Like, oh, this person is too much. But right. the more I talk to people, and you know, over three hundred episodes now, it's very very common for people to have multiple experiences, and that's why most of my interviews end up being like one person for the whole show because they have stories to tell. It's usually not just one thing. It really isn't. It's like, hey, I yeah. got this ghost story, but I also saw a UFO and this and this and this happened. So it's not uncommon. I found it all. I think, like I said, it's part of the human experience. And I think once you put on the one ring, the eye of Soren turns and looks at you. You know, that's that's kind of what it is. It's like when you open yourself up and, and yep. just you experience this stuff, it, it tends to keep happening. So, yes, exactly. please stay in touch and let us know if anything else weird happens. Oh, I will. Definitely. Thank you so much, Tim. Yes. And you, uh, you said when we started that you wanted to go ahead and give your Instagram. Oh, yeah. So if uh, if anyone, you know, wants to chat about any of their encounters or anything like that, my Instagram handle is sunshine underscore Pleiadian, P-L-E-I-A-D-I-A-N. That's, uh, that's my handle. Okay. I think, do, do we follow each other? I think I saw you on there. Yes, I I'm I follow the uh, the Strange Familiar podcast. Okay, so I will put a link in the show notes as well if people want to find you. Awesome, thank you so much, Tim, and sure. thank you so much for having me. It, it, you know, it's like my I don't think my mom would be too happy about this <laughs> <laughs> necessarily, but I'm happy about it, and I'm very vocal about my experiences. So I think it's part of, like you said, it's it's part of the human experience. It's part of life. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. we're here to experience. Well, thank you so much for sharing your stories. Thank you, too. I've got a puppy who's mouthing and biting Allison. I don't really. I, I haven't <laughs> been hiding a puppy for you, but let's say I did. <laughs> That's an adorable concept, a secret puppy. Se- secret puppy. Let's say I had a puppy who was mouthing and biting and I was having trouble getting him potty trained. Yeah. And he was exhibiting signs of fear and nervousness. He was barking too much. He was chewing on things that he shouldn't be chewing on, like furniture and shoes. I need help with crate training, this puppy. He has hyperactivity issues. I need help with leash training. This sounds like a puppy with a lot of problems. Yeah. I mean, maybe it stems from the fact that he's being hidden somewhere. <laughs> And I called you up. I don't know why I'm calling you because we live in the same house, but I called you up. Yeah, I could be in the bathroom. <laughs> I said... Hello, Allison. I'd say, yes. I I have puppy problems and I need help. Where do I go? Call 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy. That's right. 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy. You could find them at sithappens.us. They'll help you with all your puppy problems, whatever they are. They have a relationship-based approach to training that helps you and your puppy become perfect for each other. You can find them at sithappens.us. Look for the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy link at the top of the page. Let 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy... Help you understand how your dog thinks and apply proactive training methods so you and your puppy can become perfect for each other. Again, you can find them at sithappens.us. Look for the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy link at the top of the page.
trying to get Emily to tell me where that witch road is <laughs> so I can go there. Which road is it? Ah, nice. Which road is the witch road? Which, which? Wasn't that a book, like a kid's book that we used to have? It was a game, Which Witch is Which. Witch, yeah. I think, yeah, I used to love that game when I was little. I never owned it, but my mom's friend's kids did. And I would go over to their house and, and play with it all the time. Love that game. Somehow the, ki- the, f- the games that other people had were always so much cooler than the ones that you owned. Like, yeah. Like I always wanted Mousetrap. Yeah. I, I never had Mousetrap. No, no. We know why. Too junky. Yeah, my mom said the same thing. Anything with cool parts apparently was beyond our ability to keep nice. <laughs> if I remember which which is which, it had a bunch of parts too. It had like a, I think a haunted house you set up, mm-hmm. and there, there were different witches and stuff. I don't. Re- I was such a little kid when I was playing with. I wasn't playing the game. I was just playing with the parts, mm-hmm. you know, because witches and haunted houses. I think that's before the '80s satanic panic scare made mm-hmm. all that cool mm-hmm. witchy monster classic monster stuff obsolete and all we were stuck with was Candyland, which is obviously like a stand-in for drug use <laughs> unfortunately i don't have which which is which that would be a great curiosity of the week it would i do have another cu- I, I would probably keep which which is yeah i know you would <laughs> but i do have another Go right next to the bigfoot game yeah heck yeah i do have another curiosity of the week this is pretty neat and we had a conversation about this guy's name I'm going to call him Reverend in real life, R. Hicks, <laughs> IRL. Do you think it's short for Israel? I think That's it probably what? is short for Israel, but I think... I always like those those uh, abbreviations for first names. Yeah. Like J-O-S for Joseph, and I guess IRL. What else could it be? In real life. Yeah. This is his almanac. I don't know that he actually specifically owned this one. <laughs> but he made a bunch of them in 1909. Yes. I assume that's him on the cover there. The coloring is really cool. It reminds me of like 60s sci-fi novels. It's like yeah. green and this sort of like uh, purpley blood red. Yeah, this is from 1909. And it's got lots of weather predictions. But it also has these really cool photos of like weather disasters and lightning. I didn't know they could capture lightning with 1909 cameras. They actually captured some earlier than that. Wow tornadoes it's got all kinds of neat stuff and then in the back you get to the sun and planets for each month in 1909 really cool artwork some cool ads yeah like if you just wanted instant band artwork yeah for a cd or something it's just awesome stuff even collage yeah yeah it's not in great condition but it's from 1909 for goodness sakes i'm not in great condition and i'm from the 70s exactly (laughs) (laughs) I know people who collect these, though. They're pretty neat. You they remind me of those uh, dream books and the yeah, Farmer's that, Almanac. Kind yeah, of. that's why I kind of pick them up when I find neat ones. They um, always have great quack medicine ads in them, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, here's one for crooked spines with a skeleton. Well, well let me look at it. <laughs> Might be of use. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll put Reverend in real life R. Hicks <laughs> Almanac from 1909 in our Etsy shop. If you go to the show notes under this episode, you'll see a picture of it. You can click on that. It'll take you to our Etsy shop where you can purchase this and other curiosities of the week, which are still there. You know what? You can also get at our Etsy shop, Allison. The artwork for this week's show. Oh, that's pretty snazzy. Looks like a bedroom invader of some sort. It is a flannelman in honor of this week's show. I'll put this up. There'll be a link in the show notes as well. Take you to our Etsy shop. You can purchase this. The episode artwork usually goes pretty quick. So if you're hearing this, 
You might want to hurry if you want to get it. Usually it sells by the morning. But I thought I'd let everybody know because often it sells before I get a chance to announce it. You can go to our Etsy shop and get that. You can get other original art I have up there. You can get prints of my artwork. You can get my books, all of which are signed when you get them from Etsy. Strange Familiars t-shirts. We still have a few of the long sleeve High Strangeness Tour shirts left. All of that and much more is in our Etsy shop. Our shop name is Lost Grave. But if you type in Strange Familiars in the Etsy search, you should see our stuff come up. And if you purchase stuff from our Etsy shop, it goes to support the show. It helps us keep making Strange Familiars and keep bringing new content to you. While you're on Etsy, make sure to check out Chad's shop. It's called Ruck Rabbit Outdoors. He's got outdoorsman-y stuff. And our friends at Karmic Garden, who have good smelly stuff. Together they should have a shop called Hatchets and Patchouli. <laughs> who can't find something they want at Hatchets and Patchouli? It's something for everyone. <laughs> you can go outside and get sweaty chopping wood and then come back in and use their soap to get clean and desmellify yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Strange Familiars. We will be back soon with more. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music books, art, podcasts, and more. Intro and background music is by Stone Breath. Mm -hmm. If you want to hear more or purchase music by Stone Breath, you can go to stonebreath.com. Dot bandcamp.com. Strange Familiars is on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars, where you can also join the Strange Familiars Gathering Group. We are on Instagram, at Strange Familiars, and we are on the World Wide Web. <laughs> where is that, I wonder, Alison, do you know? Well, you click a link on a homestead site... And it just gets you right there. Not for 20 years. <laughs> we are at strangefamiliars.com.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.